This inner power speaks. We chiropractors work with the subtle substance of the soul. We release the prison impulse, the tiny rivulet of force that emanates from the mind and flows over the nerves to the cells and stirs them into life. <clears throat> we deal with magic power that transforms common food into living, loving, thinking clay that robes the earth with beauty and hues and scents the flowers with the glory of the air. In the dim, dark, distant, long ago, when the sun first bowed to the morning star, this power spoke, and there was life. It quickened the slime of the sea and the dust of the earth and drove the cell to union with its fellows in countless living forms. Through eons of time, it finned the fish and winged the bird and fanged the beast. Endlessly it worked, evolving its forms until it produced the crowning glory of them all. With tireless energy, it blows the bubble of each individual life and then silently, relentlessly, dissolves the form and absorbs the spirit into itself again. And yet you ask, can chiropractic cure appendicitis or the flu? Have you more faith in a knife or a spoonful of medicine than the innate power that animates the internal living world? B.J. Palmer, Bigness and Fell Within, 1949. I want to read you something that's exactly the opposite of what B.J. was talking about here in 1949. This comes from the Journal of Pediatrics, March 2016. The title is Unintended Consequences of Invoking the Natural in Breastfeeding Promotion, written by two PhDs from the University of Pennsylvania. And I quote, we are concerned about breastfeeding promotion that praises breastfeeding as the natural way to feed infants. This message plays into a powerful perspective that natural approaches to health are better. Promoting breastfeeding as natural, this is another quote, promoting breastfeeding as natural may be ethically problematic and even more troubling, it may bolster the belief that natural approaches are presumptively healthier. This may ultimately challenge public health's aim in other contexts, particularly childhood vaccinations. <clears throat> the idea of natural evokes a sense of purity, goodness, and harmlessness. Meanwhile, synthetic substances, products, and technologies mass-produced by industry notably vaccines, are seen as unnatural and often arouse suspicion and distrust. Bless you. This is a great paragraph here. This embrace of the natural over the unnatural appears in a variety of con contemporary scientific and medical issues beyond vaccination, including rejection of genetically modified foods, a preference for organic over conventionally grown foods, the rejection of assisted reproductive technologies, as well as concerns over environmental toxins and water fluoridation. Much of the interest in complementary and alternative medicine also hinges on the ideas that natural techniques are safer and gentler and benign. In some cases, however, this view that natural synonymous with better may work against specific public health goals. We should think twice before referencing the natural and breastfeeding promotion, even if it motivates women to breastfeed. God bless you. My answer to that is, you've got to be kidding. We should not promote something as natural because it may interfere with your little public health goals. Oh, too bad, now we're going to get less people vaccinating. Too bad, there'll be less people eating like GMO foods. Too bad, people will, will flock to organic stuff and Whole Foods and Sprouts and Trader Joe's and all this kind of stuff will have all these natural... Oh, that's a horrible consequence. Now, who's a horrible consequence for? For Smith, Klein, Galaxo. Who's it a horrible consequence for? For Monsanto. Who's it a horrible consequence for? For Merck, Sharp, and Dome. 
for Johnson & Johnson, for all the drug companies, right, who are making all the crap out there that is destroying this country. Right? We, as the United States, we produce over 80% of all the medicines in the world, and we also take over 80% of the medicines. One country that's 350 million people, and the world is, is 3 trillion people, and we're taking 80% of the meds. Do you think there's a problem there? I think whoever wrote this thing is on some kind of drugs herself. Because there's no way you can say that saying something is natural might dissuade someone from doing something that's unnatural. No, it's just a different choice. This is a, this is a philosophy, right? Once, once again, what we're talking about this morning is philosophy. This philosophy here, what's interesting about BJ's thing here, does he mention the word subluxation here at all? Does he even mention what it is that we do? Right? Where does he say anything about... I? remove subluxations from the spine. Where does it say anything like that? There's nothing like that at all. Why does BJ put this in such a succinct, beautiful way? Why did he do that? What was his point? What is he trying to prove when he says, we chiropractors work with the subtle substance of the soul instead of we chiropractors work on the spine? What? Right. Very good. We, we use the spine as a vessel. I can't get Blackboard to work. Every time I try to PowerPoint, it, doesn't, it closes down. Nope. So we... <laughs> no, you go ahead. Good. Thank you. So when we look at something like this, we realized what BJ was trying to say was, he was trying to say, we are working on, with the innate intelligence, right? The spine is a conduit. The spine happens to be the thing that we work on in order to help that child or help that pregnant woman or help that adult or help that athlete or whatever, right? That's, what, that's, our, con, that's our way in, but it is not what we do, Right? So even though they didn't mention that in this article here, I'm sure they were talking about chiropractic because chiropractic is a natural approach to health. Right? God forbid we should take a natural... Maybe we, what, what we should do is we should take a chemical approach to health. Better health through chemistry. Has that worked for the United States? No way. And there will be people who say to you, well, you know, <clears throat> all these vaccinations that we've had, it's, you know, we don't see polio anymore and we, and we hardly see all these other diseases. And yet, okay, I will grant you that in some way, shape, or form, we've seen a change in some of the diseases that were out there back in the 50s and 60s. I agree. We've seen some kind of a change. But at what cost? Do we have a healthier society? Are our adults healthy now? Are our kids healthy now? No, there's been a cost, right? You can't do something to a body and expect nothing to happen because of it. Yet these people want to promote an unhealthy, unnatural thing because they're, they're the same kind of people that told my mom when I was a baby, they told my mom, don't breastfeed. Why? They told them, don't. I was born in the 60s. Why do they say don't breastfeed? Because it's dangerous. It's dangerous for the baby for you to breastfeed. The baby will get hurt for you to breastfeed. And now what are they saying? There's a latest thing, for especially some of you guys who have babies right now, what are they saying about breast milk and it does not have enough of? Suddenly, iron especially. 
All of a sudden, every breastfeeding mom comes and says, the doctor says I need to give my baby iron supplements because my baby is deficient in iron. I'm like, where on earth has this happened where 26 years ago when I started and, you know, adjusting in my office in New Jersey is where we started. When we started there, breastfeeding was the best thing ever. And now all of a sudden, the, the last 10 years, women's breasts don't make, have iron in their breast milk anymore. Really? Is that what's going on? Right? So what everything, all this, this stuff is trying to do is trying to promote us against a natural way of health and trying to promote our people into doing what they want us to do, which is to be little sheep, right? And they would like to be the shepherds and the, the sheepdogs that are making us kind of go in some kind of row. We could all be little zombies and say, yes, I'll take vaccinations, and yes, I'll eat these GMO foods, and yes, I won't eat organic, and yes, McDonald's is the way to go, and it's so much easier just having fast food, and just become this little automaton, and that's what they like. You know what? Read A Brave New World. Have anybody, has anybody ever read Brave New World? Really? Oh my God. All right. You've got to read A Brave New World. Aldous Huxley. Brave New World. One of the greatest pieces of fiction ever written. It is about this one fellow, and this is a world in the future, of the post-apocalyptic kind of future, where what they do is everybody... Uh, lives in sort of this communal kind of thing, and they walk around with their trays like this to prefer breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and on, at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, on the tray is always put a little cup. And what is in that little cup? It's something called Soma, S-O-M-A. That's what they call it, Soma. And the Soma is this like antidepressant kind of thing. So everybody is happy, right? And it's about this one guy uh, who forms this group of people who don't take the Soma, and how they try to change the system, right? And that's what, they're, that's what they're leading us towards, is that we want everybody to do it like, you know, we fly all over the world now. Every bloody airport looks the same. Every city looks the same. We're going to Vancouver tomorrow, it looks the same as Seattle, looks the same as LA, looks the same as Atlanta, everything. So all the big box stores, you pass by Kohl's and Home Depot and Whole Foods and everything's the same, 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 same. We're trying to make the entire country look the same. All the mom and pop stores are gone, and now everything is a big box store this is, or a franchise of McDonald's, Burger King, Applebee's. Everything's the same, 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 same. That's what American politics wants because it's easy to control, right? But we're the ones who aren't easily controlled. That's why we've been fighting for 117 or 18 years, right? Because nobody controls chiropractic, and they hate that. Right? Why do you think they want drugs in our profession? So they can control what we do. They can have better hands on what we do. Right? That's what this kind of article is showing us. That's where we're headed. And I don't want that. Right? Someone said to me yesterday, new patient, she's like, I don't understand why you aren't in all these programs. Right? Why aren't you in Aetna? Why aren't you in Cigna? You're not in any of these programs. And my answer was, because those programs won't let me do what I want to do. If I'm in Aetna, if I'm in Cigna, if I'm in United, if I'm in Blue, if I'm in any of those particular networks, they say you can't use network, you can't use best, you can't use activator, you can't adjust pregnant women, and you can't adjust women, uh, kids on the age six. What the hell would I do? What would I do? I'd be like, all right, I can adjust like a few of the adults here, right? 
I'm not going to live my life that way. And I want to do, the reason that we have such success with the people that we have is because we do different things, right? I'm out of the box. I'm not doing the same as everybody else. I suggest if you want success in your life, that you go against what this article is, that you stand for this kind of thing, that you let your inner power speak, whatever that inner power is, wherever it's going to take you, whether it's through TRT or Activator or Gonstead or pediatrics or sports or whatever expression of chiropractic you want to have, as long as it stays within the chiropractic, I suggest you march to a different drummer. You want to be successful? All the people that I know that are super successful, they are different. They stand out. Right? Someone walked into my office yesterday. She's a relatively new patient. She said, I love your office. I said, why? She said, it's so different than anywhere else. I go into typical office, you know, and it's like, shh, insurance card, boom. Right? Not even a hello. And then you go in, the, and that's whether you're a chiropractic office or a medical office or whatever. And then you go into some back room and you sit there and you wait. And then finally the doctor comes in, spends some amount of time and then leaves, right? But we created an open living room kind of environment where everybody, every, this, my CA is right over here, all the adjusting is right over here. We want to make it open. We want to invite people. That's why kids love coming to the office. We don't have kids crying to get adjusted. We have kids crying to leave. They don't want to leave. They want to stay. They're having so much fun, right? That's the inner power speaking. Create whatever it is that you feel is bubbling up inside you, and people are going to ask you about this kind of stuff, right? They're going to say, you know, I heard that, that breastfeeding, like the natural things aren't really good, and you have to be able to defend why it's important for them to breastfeed and why it's important to eat non-GMO food and why it's important to eat organic, right? Because we vote with our pocketbooks. We vote with our, with our mouths when we're eating, right? We vote with who's adjusting us. That's our vote. Aside from an actual vote in a voting booth, right? We're voting with our dollars. We're voting with our actions. So I ask you guys to really think about these kind of things and understand that this is, this is the kind of thinking that we are opposed against. And you need to arm yourselves for these kind of conversations.